welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello, friend. I'm Marcy Farrell from ThankfulHomemaker.com, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. We're getting ready to turn the calendar, and on most of our lists, or maybe if we make resolutions or set goals, is to start a daily Bible reading habit if it's something we're not in the habit of already. And this is a really good thing. What better discipline to develop as a believer than to desire to sit at the feet of Jesus daily and hear from Him through His Word and for us to speak to Him through prayer. So I'm going to work through, in our time together today, why it's helpful to utilize a Bible reading plan and to why it's good to make the time to read God's Word, to meditate on it, to apply it, and to pray through it. And then we're going to walk through an example of what daily time with the Lord might look like. And I need you to note here, you we cannot get this confused with Bible study. We are just going over today reading, meditating, and applying the Word. I do have a podcast episode on studying the Bible. It was part of the Spiritual Discipline series, and I hope to do more on that in the future. But I'm just getting us motivated here to be daily reading and meditating and praying in our daily Bible time. And stick with me because I have a freebie for you to share with at the end that I hope might be a help in your daily time with the Lord. So there are so many options out there of various Bible reading plans. And always remember, there is no perfect Bible reading plan. You just need to pick one and use the plan you choose. One advantage of going through a yearly plan is it helps you read through the Bible purposefully. It gives you a clear understanding of the whole message of Scripture. Your Bible that you just normally read on a regular basis, or if you use a study Bible, it may already have a reading plan in the back that you can use. You can also utilize um, a devotional. Some of them have Bible reading plans. I think of Table Talk Magazine from Ligonier. That has an excellent one. Or D.A. Carson's book series. He's got two books on, on this called For the Love of God. And they utilize Robert Murray McShane's reading plan. That's a very popular reading plan, Robert Murray McShane's. It takes you through the Old Testament in a year once and twice through the New Testament in a year. It's probably one of the most popular ones, and the devotionals from D.A. Carson just give you more insight into the text. I really like that. My husband and I have done that. Um, We've done that two years in a row. Those are really good. You can also, very simply, you can start reading through five parts of Scripture. So, um, and I'm going to give you another option of three that are out there, but one is you can start reading in Genesis, which is the law, Joshua, which is history, Job, which is poetry, Isaiah, the prophets, and Matthew, the New Testament. And then you would just read equal portions in each book. Maybe you're just reading one chapter from each book and you just go all the way through. Or you can just begin reading in Genesis, Job, and Matthew. And again, read equal portions from each book until you finish the whole Bible. So I personally like plans that take me through more than one book of the Bible per day. I just really enjoy the variety because it's really nice for me to go from reading Leviticus to the Psalms or the New Testament. It just 
gives some variety to my reading, I guess. It's not necessary though. And a lot of people don't like it. You can, you can pick up your Bible and start reading in Genesis and they, oh, I'm going to miss, I'm going to get the statistic wrong, but it's, it's very, it's like you could read through the whole Bible in 72 hours. So just 15 minutes every day and you'd read through your whole Bible in a year. You can do that very simply too. Matthew 4, 4 tells us, Jesus tells us that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So my friend, to live every, every, to live by every word we, of God, I'm really rambling there, right? So to live, I'm going to start that over again. So to live by every word of God, we need to read and know every word that God has given us. And our best way to do this purposefully is to use the help of a Bible reading plan. Again, we talked about that. If you don't want to use a plan, you can just very simply read through the the Bible, chapter by chapter, book by book. Maybe you alternate between the Old and New Testaments. Basically, as I'm sharing all this about Bible reading plans, I'm just telling you to make the daily reading of God's Word part of your day. Every day, read the Word. And I'm going to link to several Bible reading plan options in the show notes in case you don't have one yet. Or maybe you're looking for a new one, but choose the plan that works best for you and your schedule. This past year, I went through a chronological plan, and I'm still, as I'm recording this today, I'm not settled as to what I'm doing yet next year. It's going to be either the same chronological plan I just used, and that's from Blue Letter Bible, or I may do, there's one out there called the five-day plan, which sounds kind of appealing to me because it gives a little bit of catch-up time on busy days. And it allows me to study a bit deeper on the weekend. So I'm not sure yet, but whatever it is, I'm going to utilize a Bible reading plan because I need it to help keep me disciplined. And it's there. It does the thinking for me. I don't have to think about what am I going to read in the Word. It's there and it's laid out for me. So our next part, we've picked a Bible reading plan. Well, now we have to make the time to read it. So we're going to, let's just kind of say, or let's pretend here that you already picked a plan and you don't have to pretend if you did, but let's pretend you've picked this plan. You're going to gather your resources. You need to sit with Jesus daily, but now you need to make the time to do it because the time won't just happen on its own. You need to plan. Maybe you want to read in the morning. So you may need to set your alarm 15 to 20 minutes earlier to get up and make the time to read. You may do better mid-morning or afternoon or on a lunch break or in the evening. You need to determine this and get it on the schedule to make it happen. Good habits don't just occur by accident. They take discipline to develop, but they're worth it in the long term. And then when this habit becomes part of your day, it's the moment it turns, as John Piper would say, from duty to delight. So if you're not already in the habit of daily Bible reading, you can utilize a really helpful tool called habit stacking. You just ask yourself, what habits do I already have? Maybe every morning you get up and you get a cup of coffee first thing. Can you pray while the coffee's brewing and then sit down to read God's word with that first cup? Or maybe you get a quiet moment when the kids are in school. So let's say you drive them to school and you come home and you do this Monday through Friday. So it's a habit or routine. You're doing this. Can you do your Bible reading first thing when you get back home? I'm just throwing some examples out there. But if you're not already in the daily habit, think of things you already are doing without thinking and see if you can tack on your Bible reading to it. So it just kind of flows and it becomes part of your day, just a natural habit, something that you do. So taking notes, this is the other thing. So we're, 
We made our Bible reading plan. We've got the time for it. And now we're getting ready to sit down with it. I want to encourage you to keep track of your reading because it's really helpful to see where you've read, what you've missed from year to year. If you use the same physical Bible, take the time to mark the date or make some kind of note or highlight of the chapters you've read. And if you're comfortable writing in your Bible, mark notes or reflections or prayers in the margins. There's some really great journaling Bibles available if you'd like more room to do this. And if you'd like to keep a journal along with your reading instead of making notes in your Bible, I have an episode um, from Elizabeth Elliott. It was called Her Hints for a Quiet Time. I'll link to in the show notes that she kind of walks through that. And I shared in that episode that you may enjoy listening to that episode to get a little more insight on how to do that. And there's one more reality here. And this is why the taking notes is helpful. You're probably going to fall behind. If it's just a day, you may desire to catch up, but if it starts to become more than a day, I recommend here from experience, yes, I'm raising my hand, I've been there, to just start on the current day's reading and don't go back. This is where marking the chapters in your physical Bible comes in handy because you can see your progress from year to year. And in a few years, you will have read every chapter and every verse in God's word. Don't quit, my friend. Just pick it back up and keep going, and you're going to be really glad you did. It's kind of nice when we write in our physical Bibles to review the notes and the reflections you've made over the years, and it's encouraging to see where the Lord has been at work in your life and to see your spiritual growth. I always say to mark questions even, like if you read a text and it's kind of confusing and you're not having time then to dig in and study it, you can make a note to come back to it, but maybe you don't get back to it that year, like you forget about it. But next year when you're reading through your Bible and you see that note or that question mark, it's kind of cool because sometimes you've heard a sermon or you've read something and now you have a better understanding of that text and you can rewrite and put a little note there and explain it a little deeper. So that's just a really good thing to do. D.L. Moody reminds us that the Bible was not given to increase our knowledge but to change our lives. We want God's word to change us from the inside out. So one way we do this is by praying the word. You can incorporate your prayer time right into your daily reading by praying through the word. Very simple to do. So again, we're daily reading our Bibles. We've made the time for it. We're kind of reading and meditating on what we read by taking notes and jotting down thoughts and things. And I'm going to get a little deeper into this towards the end of the podcast. So stick with me here. And I also have that freebie resource I want you to get access to. So two good resources, though, to read on praying through the scriptures are Donald Whitney's book, which is a smaller book. It's called Praying the Bible. Super helpful. Everybody should have that book on hand. It's so good. And another one to go a little deeper is D.A. Carson's Praying with Paul. That is an excellent read if you can pick that one up and you have the time to read it. D.A. Carson said, Learn to distill what a passage is saying and pray it back to the Lord, whether in petition, thanksgiving, praise, or frank uncertainty. In time, your Bible reading will be so linked with your praying that the two will not always be differentiable. That's from D.A. Carson and quote there. So what are some benefits of reading the word? How do we benefit? I want to share two verses that we recite together as a church family before we dive into our scripture memory verses each week. One is Colossians 3.16, 
And it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So friend, how are we continually filled with the spirit? By letting the word of Christ dwell in us richly. This is a choice that we will make to determine to let God's word fill our minds and hearts. It is a diligent, prayerful reading of the Bible. And the other verse we recite is Psalm 119.11. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. It doesn't get any simpler than this verse. It's pretty laid out there. We take the treasured gift of God's word. We keep it in our hearts by reading, studying, meditating, praying on it. And the outcome is we will not sin against him. So one important part of reading the word that I want to draw our attention and go a little deeper on is meditating on it because this one seems to get left out quite often. We read the word and shut the book and we're done, but we don't want to stop there because meditating on the word helps us to absorb what we've just read. And I know how easy it is for me to read and pray and check the box off my to-do list, but not remember a thing I read. We desire for God's word to transform us and for it to do its work. We need to work through it and then apply it. So James 1.25 tells us, But the one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does. So if we just read the word and don't meditate on it, we're going to become forgetful hearers. And if we don't remember what we've read, we probably won't be changed by it. I get it. It is hard work to meditate on the word. It is not easy. So this is an area that we are going to have to work on and be diligent in. And many of us use devotionals, and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with them, but you shouldn't depend on them to tell you what the word says. You need to work through it on your own. You will remember it when you've done the work. This is key. It has taken me years to get to this, but it's so true. I could so easily depend on devotionals. And they were good devotionals. I mean, I was picking some meaty stuff, even using Charles Spurgeon's morning and evening. Those are good things. But it's still Charles Spurgeon telling me what the text says. I need to work through that text on my own. So very simply, my friend, you can sit with the text you just read. So you're doing your daily Bible reading, and maybe you picked a plan where you're reading four different chapters from four different books every day. So you're obviously not going to go through all those books, but there may be a passage or a verse or two that really just stands out to you. Pick that, pick that, those, that verse or those couple verses, and you can very simply ask the simple who, what, why, when, how questions to it and work through it a little bit. And again, I'm going to give you a free printable to access sharing how I like to work through my daily reading. And I'm going to share a little bit more of that at the end here, but Okay, so we were just talking, you picked your text, you can note key words or phrases, you can think through what's happening in your text, you can note the attributes of God you see, what does the text teach you about Jesus and why we need him, where's the hope of heaven in the text, do you see a promise in the text for God's people? So from there, you've read, you've pondered on the text, now you don't want to just leave it. You want to apply it to your life. Think through the things there, like, is there a sin you need to repent of? A truth, maybe, I need to believe. A command to obey. Principles that should change the way I think or act or speak. Is there a relationship in my life that needs some work? 
Don't leave until you're seeking the Lord on how you can apply his word to your life. Before we're done with our time with the Lord in the morning, Donald Whitney has a great question for us to remind ourselves. And this is kind of key, especially if your time is short and you're like, I can't sit and go through these questions right now, but I'm going to read the word and that's good. I don't want you to neglect reading the word because you don't have the time to go through the questions. But this one question that Donald Whitney gives us to just think through, and I put this at the bottom of my printable because I think it's so good. He said, I won't close my Bible until I can prayerfully think of at least one way to apply what I've read. So if nothing else, as you're sitting there, you can think for a minute on what you can apply what you've read in some way. So let's talk about what a daily time with the Lord might look like. All right. So very simply, and the time can vary depending on the plan you're using and the time you have available. I get it. But you can still get a good time with the Lord in even 10 minutes. Again, the hope is for more than this, but even 10 minutes, you can read for five, meditate for three, and pray for two. You can get it in. But the hope is for more because that is just, I'm just throwing that out there as a starting point. It's the hope is if you're not doing anything, at least it's beginning to build a habit in your life of sitting with the Lord and reading his word. Maybe it's just the busy season you're in. You know, you have little, little, a bunch of littles under your feet right now, or you have to leave for work extremely early or whatever that may be. I heard a quote from a very busy mom and the helpful reminder I love that she said was, do what you can. So please remember that. Don't do anything. Please at least do what you can. A little bit of time in the word is better than no time in the word. So I'm practical. Again, I love examples. So I'm going to share with you the parts to my daily time with the Lord. I always start with prayer and I utilize what is called the IOUs. And it's literally the letters I-O-U-S. I'm just calling it the I-O-U's. I believe this originated with John Piper. It's just four verses to pray before I start to read my Bible in the morning. And if I'm tight on time, I may just pray one of the I-O-U's, which would be the letter O is one I usually pick out. And it stands for open my eyes. So I may begin with prayer and I'll read Psalm 119.18, which says, Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. And I'll just pray that verse. I'll just be like, Lord, help me as I'm sitting here getting ready to spend time with you this morning. Show me what I need to see. Show me areas I need to change or repent of. Help me to see your glory and your majesty and your goodness as I read your word. Help me to see Jesus, Lord. Open my eyes. Simply, I'm just going to pray before I begin. My next part is to read the word. And my journal is open and handy. I'll take notes. I'll ponder verses that stand out to me. I do write in my Bible all over the place. I may note repeated words or phrases. And then I have three questions I like to work through before I end with prayer. And these three questions are, and they're on this printable too, so you don't have to write them down. What do these verses teach me about God? What do these verses teach me about myself in relation to God? And in light of what has been revealed to me today, how can I apply God's word to my life? And then last, I end with prayer, and I utilize the acronym of PRAY. I know there's another acronym for ACTS that's very popular. Um, That stands for Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. I like to use PRAY. It's the letter P stands for Praise. So I'm worshiping the Lord for who He is. I may in this time share aspects of His attributes that I just read in His Word. The next letter R stands for Repent. I confess my sins and acknowledge my great need for Jesus. The next area is ask. 
I intercede for myself and others, pray for gospel conversations with the lost, give thanks, ask him to help me apply what I've read. I like to sometimes pray through that text that I just took the time to meditate on. And then last why is yield. It's surrendering my time, day, and life to follow Jesus and wherever he leads me. And at this point, I do like to pray over my schedule for the day here. And then last, this is an area that we can forget to do, but I encourage you to finish your time with the Lord by determining to share with another person what he's taught you from his word. This helps you to remember it, it's a, and it's a blessing to someone else. It doesn't need to be a sermon, but just a sentence or two even. You know, many times this ends up being my husband over breakfast or a friend in a text message or a friend on a phone call or my daughter, or I may share it on social media in a post or something. So that's usually how it ends up. And if I get time at the end of my Bible reading, I like to add a few extra minutes to read another book that's theological or spiritually focused. And right now, as I was putting this episode together, I'm reading Feelings and Faith by Brian Borgman. It's a good read. I highly recommend that. And sometimes I even use the timer on my watch or my phone, and I'll just set it for 10 to 15 minutes, and I will just read and stay focused on that book after my time in the Word. So I went through this. I want to give you a quick example of what this might look like so it's not so overwhelming, okay? I'm Again, I'm practical. I like examples. So this morning, before I worked through putting this episode together, I read through the book of Titus, and verses that stood out to me were from Titus chapter 2, verses 7 and 8. You can even open your Bible or look it up on your phone if you're in a stationary spot. Don't do it if you're driving, okay? That's not good. So Titus 2, 7 through 8 says, Show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works, and in your teaching show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned, so that an opportunity may be put to shame, an, an opportunity, so that an opponent may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. So I made a note that when we understand the grace we've been given in Christ, it should bring about people who desire to do good. Sound doctrine is necessary, and the Apostle Paul is sharing with Titus the importance of it. But as he states in Titus 2.7, this sound doctrine should bring about behavior that corresponds with it. I also noted several times the word good showed up in the text, which was quite frequent. In Titus 1.7, it said a lover of good. In Titus 2.3, our familiar verse we all know, older women teach what is good. My Titus 2.7 verse stated, a model of good works. Titus 2.10 said bond servants are to show all good faith, so they adorn the doctrine of God our Savior. Titus 2.14 tells us Jesus redeemed a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. I had a few more, but I'll stop here. But you get the idea. Good was a key word that stood out to me and led to my note that I wrote. I just said sound doctrine is best taught by the example we live out in our lives. So from here in my prayer time, I ask the Lord to help me adorn the gospel and that because I've experienced God's grace in the gospel of Jesus Christ, that it would result in me desiring to do good to others. The Apostle Paul has clearly told Titus to set an example by doing what is good, and this example holds true to me. So my application question was, how can I do good to others today and adorn the gospel? And again, not to just those in my family or in the faith, but to those outside of my family and outside the faith. So as I read Titus, 
I meditated on what I read. From my time meditating, I determined how I could apply it to my day. And I prayed through that passage and through my time in the acronym P-R-A-Y for pray. My time in the ward this morning was about 20 minutes from start to finish. I did get some extra reading time in because I'm writing this on a Saturday morning. I shared with my hubby at the breakfast table. It's a great discussion for he and I. We talked about what I read, what he read. When I did that, that question was on my mind all day about how am I adorning the gospel today? How am I living out the sound doctrine that I know? What does that look like? I've read Titus many times. Titus 2, 3 through 5 are verses we all know, but this gave me just a little more insight by paying attention and thinking on what I was reading. This is nothing huge, but it just made God's word practical and applicable for my day. It takes time and practice, but you need to start. It's not always easy, and there are days I don't come away with much, but I do try to remember Donald Whitney's question to ask on those mornings. I won't close my Bible until I can prayerfully think of at least one way to apply what I've read. So friend, just grab that free guide to the daily time with the Lord. It's free for my email subscribers at the blog. So when you subscribe to the blog, you get access to my free library of printables. This will be the newest edition in there. So if you're already a current subscriber, it's already going to be added to the free library. And I'm going to attach it to the email that you receive notifying you of this podcast episode. And always, if you forget the password to the library and you're one of my subscribers already, I usually put it at the bottom of every email, um, just right underneath my name. So look out for that there. Just You can even search in your email, thankfulhomemaker at thankfulhomemaker.com. Um, throw it in your email search bar or just search thankfulhomemaker in your email and you'll find one of my old episodes, I'm sure, in your archives or somewhere and the password will be there. So let me close today with words from Donald Whitney. He said, no spiritual discipline is more important than the intake of God's word. Nothing can substitute for it. There simply is no healthy Christian life apart from a diet of milk and meat of scripture. Therefore, if we would know God and be godly, we must know the word of God intimately. End quote there. So Jesus is enough always, my friend. I am so grateful for you. And if you want to dig a bit more into the spiritual disciplines, I have a whole podcast series on them. If you've not listened to them, it's the start of a new year. Great year to start. Great time, I should say, to start. So I'll link to them in the main show notes at the blog that are linked with this post. Again, if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd so love you to leave a rating or review on iTunes. It helps others to find the podcast. It's a huge blessing. I'm so thankful for your encouragement. I am so grateful for you, my friend. I'm thankful you chose to spend part of your busy day with me. And I pray you have a very blessed week, my dear friend. Mm-hmm.